sound familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. Breastfeeding twins changes drastically over time. As twin babies get older and are no longer newborns, positioning, timing, and breastfeeding in general can get easier and easier. What are some common breastfeeding positions for twins aged 6 to 12 months? And what are some tips for handling distractibility and nursing in public? Today we welcome back our twins breastfeeding expert, Jonna Rose Feinberg, an international board-certified lactation consultant in private practice in the Seattle area, the owner of Twins in Mind Consulting, and the editor of breastfeedingtwins.org. Breast milk, it does a baby good. Silly daddy, boobs are for babies. I make milk, what's your superpower? If my breastfeeding offends you, put a blanket over your head. Dairy diva. Don't be lactose intolerant. Nursing nature's own breast enhancement. Meals on heels. Whoever said there's no use crying over spilled milk never had to pump. Breast milk, all udders are inferior. Whatever your point of view, we're here to support your breastfeeding goals. We're the boob group, because mothers know breast. Welcome to the Boob Group, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. The Boob Group is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for all things related to breastfeeding. I'm your host, Robin Kaplan. I'm also an international board-certified lactation consultant and owner of the San Diego Breastfeeding Center. Thanks to all of our loyal listeners who have joined the Boob Group Club. Our members can get all of our archived episodes, bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. Subscribe to our monthly newsletter for a chance to win a membership to our club each month. Another way for you to stay connected is by downloading our free app available in the Android and iTunes marketplaces. Today we are joined by two lovely panelists in the studio. Ladies, will you please introduce yourselves? Hi, my name is Amy Salazar. I am 33 and I am a stay-at-home mom of three boys. Um, My oldest son is four and then I have twins that are 11 months. Hi, my name is Devin. I'm 25. I'm a housewife. I have a two-year-old son and eight-month-old twin girls. You guys have some serious busy houses. (laughs) Well, welcome to the show, ladies. It's so nice to have you. Thank Thank you. (coughs) Sound familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. 
Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. So before we get started with our episode today, we are going to talk about what's going on in the news and headlines um, over the past couple weeks. And so one of my most favorite viral videos going on right now is Holly McNish defending breastfeeding in public. And so if you haven't heard of this fantastic spoken word viral video going on, um, Holly McNish is a British poet and mother and uh, has taken the breastfeeding word by storm with her scathing defense of breastfeeding in public. And so she talks about, it's actually titled Embarrassed, and she talks about how for the first six months of her baby's life, she nursed her daughter in public restrooms after being told she should just stay home the first time she tried to breastfeed in public. And um, if you haven't heard it yet, we'll be linking to it on this page, actually, of our episode on our website. But the way she closes her poem, I think, really kind of ties up the entire three-minute segment that she has, and essentially it's in this country of billboards covered in tits. I think we should try to just get used to this. And so, ladies, um, what did you think when you first saw this video, Amy? It gave me chills. I shared it on my husband's page, and I said, yes, 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 this, <laughs> this. I don't, it just, I loved it. It was everything I've been thinking, and you want to express, and I just, yeah, she did a wonderful job. Absolutely powerful, right? It was, yeah. yeah. How about you, Devin? Um, I just saw it, and I completely agree with her. Everything. Um, I know a lot of people that don't feel comfortable nursing in public, and for my friends that have just had babies, I always try to encourage them, so... It's, Absolutely. It's, it's nice to deal. have a support system when yeah, you're going to try to nurse in public, too, because one one negative comment and it can just send you spiraling. I'm when I, I was watching this, I had I had found it on Facebook and it was like 1130 at night and my right before my husband came into bed and he, he comes into bed and I'm like, I just I have to turn this on real quickly because everyone keeps telling me I need to watch this. And I'm sitting there. I just start crying. And he and he was like, holy shit <laughs> he was like she nailed it like she yeah. just the the way that she talks and the I mean she uses very strong words and just I think she really got her point across but it absolutely true like how can you not normalize this when yeah. all the billboards that you see around you absolutely. have all of it showing anyway so yeah well Cole we're super excited to link this to our website so that way it can be left there into eternity and everyone can take a look at it so thanks ladies Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, so today on the Boo Group, we're discussing breastfeeding twins aged six months to a year. Our expert, Jonna Rose Feinberg, is an international board-certified lactation consultant in private practice in the Seattle area, the owner of Twins in Mind Consulting, and the editor of breastfeedingtwins.org. Thanks for joining us, Jonna, and welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. It's always fun. Absolutely. So, Jonna, how is breastfeeding twins between the ages of about six months to a year 
different than breastfeeding during those first few months, which we've talked about in a, in a previous episode? Well, I think in general it's easier. I mean, there are some things about toddlers that get a little, get a little um, I don't know, it's a different kind of juggling. But I think that, that that initial newborn fog has lifted. Most of the early breastfeeding issues that people might have had have resolved. So that you're generally past latching problems and things related to having sleepy babies or accommodating preemies. You're kind of in a place where moms start to feel self-confident, the babies are stronger, they have head control and stability, which gives you a lot of options in positioning, and also just makes moms feel like, okay, I've got this, I got past that initial hurdle, we're going to do this, we're great. Awesome. And speaking of positioning, um, how do breastfeeding positions change now that the babies have better head control and are starting to sit up? And are there some common breastfeeding positions for twins at this age? Yeah, I think that when babies are smaller, moms tend to feed in some combination of sort of a cradle or a football hold, whether they're feeding the babies one at a time or together. And I think as they get head control, moms can experiment with all sorts of positions. So some moms like to see their babies sitting up, maybe one baby on each of mom's legs and then leaning into her. Um, Mom can see reclining in a comfortable chair, just kind of kicked back with the babies alongside her. I think a lot of moms still use their their twin nursing pillows through much of the first year, especially at home. Um, They often have to kind of find a way to adjust the pillow to make it still support them. So finding a new place to sit where they can add some back support or where there's room for the baby's legs as the babies get longer. Sometimes people curled baby's legs around their back, so it's kind of a, a hugging nursing position, which is kind of cozy. Sometimes the babies prop their legs up on the back of the couch. Sometimes <laughs> they start doing that, that we call that gymnastics, where they're in all sorts of funky <laughs> positions where they just kind of crawl over and go at it. You know, they, you get a lot more flexibility with your positioning. That's awesome. So ladies, um, how has breastfeeding your twins changed over the past few months? Amy? Pretty much everything she just said. I was, <laughs> when she was talking, I was thinking, well, mom doesn't really have a lot of control sometimes when it comes to how they position. They just go where they want to go. Yeah. So <laughs> one might be cradling and then they turn around to the other side and they just move a lot. And, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> this mom doesn't have a lot of control some days, but it's yeah, kind of funny. but they're figuring it out. They know yeah. where to go. How yeah. about you, Devin? Um, at first I had a nursing pillow and that wasn't very comfortable. Um, so they were doing the football hold, but now I hold them both their legs going down. Okay, so yeah. heads, at, heads at breast and then their feet kind of crossing in mm-hmm. a V in front of you. Yeah, and they seem really comfortable with that, so... Do they hold each other's hand? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I, I love when the sweetest thing I've ever seen in my <laughs> entire <thing>. life ever. <laughs> my mom, she always, like, looks at it and she's like says they're like little you know little animals they don't care how they are what position if they're crossing each other whatever they're just happy if they're on the boob <laughs> that's a you know that's a really good point because if you've ever seen not to liken your kiddos to farm animals right. but you know yeah. but at the same time I mean they're crawling over each other they're going from boob to boob just moving around and everything and I guess for you know an animal would be a teat but <laughs> but at the same time just really kind of moving around and just figuring out how to get there so so do you find um Jonna do you find that when babies are nursing at the same time around this age we're talking about holding hands moving around distractibility I mean I know kids you know singletons you all have singletons as well you know that at this age they're super distractible too it's like something goes past them in the room and they're like oh shiny and they pull on <laughs> sometimes with the breast in the mouth and they're turning around to it so do you find Jonna that it's more intense when two babies are distracted by every fleeting movement and you know sound and do they tend to distract each other yeah I mean sometimes they do I mean there's there's the absolutely charming hand holding and sweetness with each other, which I think kind of makes up for the times that they poke at each other or 
there's a lot of hair pulling going on or they're kind of <laughs> fussing over who's going to be where, they certainly, they certainly can get at it with each other. But I think also sometimes, especially in this age, sometimes this is the time when they settle. Like, they've been all over the place and somebody has a spat and somebody takes a toy from somebody else and they're like, I, I don't know, and you sit down on the floor and try to settle them and everybody comes over to nurse and everything settles down a little bit. It doesn't always happen, but sometimes it can just be a really powerful tool that way. So sometimes they get distracted and sometimes they get settled. I, yeah, it's the age. It's just all over the place. <laughs> totally. Do you find that um, when they are distractible, does this tend to affect the breastfeeding routine and schedule for moms? And what tips do you have for keeping these little ones focused while they're feeding? Well, I think if they're nursing together, so if they're tandem nursing, especially if you're in a more traditional hold, and this is, tends to be on the younger end of this of this range, but sometimes you need to put a physical barrier between the babies. So sometimes it's like an extra pillow or even I've known moms who are still using the nursing pillow who literally prop like a magazine vertically between the babies. Like, here is your wall. This is, this is your side. This is your side. Everybody stays separate. So I've, I've certainly seen that. Um, sometimes there's all that sort of normal distractibility stuff of the age where you need to go into a quiet room or it's dark. Sometimes it means nursing them one at a time instead of together so that they can settle down and focus. Sometimes you think you're going to nurse just one baby and the other baby is like, hey, I want a piece of that. And they, <laughs> they crawl right over or walk right over and just, so then you've got both babies again. Okay, perfect. So ladies, um, do your babies tend to distract each other while they're breastfeeding? If they do, how do you handle this? Devin, what do your kiddos do? Um, sometimes they do distract each other. They'll um, either grab each other's face or <laughs> one will pull off and hit the other one <laughs> um if they do that then I can kind of tell that they're not interested in nursing anymore so I'll just put them on the floor and play with them yeah. or let one stay on and put the other one on the floor whatever needs to happen yeah kind of making sure that you're assessing each child's yes. needs so perfect H how about you Amy yeah pretty much the same thing and or I'll get on the floor at that point usually and one can go crawl off and if one wants to stay on or they can both stand there and just be on latched on and then go off and then come back you know? <laughs> that that's a really good point is it do you find that you nurse on the floor or are you more in a couch or where where are you nursing or all over the place all now? over the place yeah because yeah. mm -hmm. I would imagine sitting on the floor would actually be really easy I mm -hmm. do it in my recliner just because I have both arms propped up already uh -huh. and I can just relax and let my toddler play and do what I need to do. Very cool. Um, Jonna, last episode we talked about, you know, setting up a physical space to breastfeed. Um, and this was obviously for the younger kiddos. So do you think that this is necessary by about six months? And as we even get into a year, are you finding that a space is actually helpful or we're kind of just going off of where these kiddos want to go and you're kind of their pit stop? I think, I think more often it becomes a free-for-all. I mean, a, a little bit of you kind of go with the flow. I think still really important to have your supplies handy so maybe it's a little basket you grab or it's like a little pouch or you've got your stuff in your pocket because there's nothing worse than finally getting everybody settled and then not being able to reach your water or your phone or whatever it is you need mm -hmm. so I don't think you need a, a full nursing station set up so much as you do when they're really little but having your supplies handy can really help. That's a great tip. All right. Well, when we come back, we will discuss with Jonna logistical tips for handling twins, as well as advice for nursing in public. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to the show. We're here with Jonna Rose Feinberg, an international board certified lactation consultant in private practice in Seattle. And we are discussing... Um, 
twins aged six to 12 months. So Jonna, what are some tips for just basic management of two babies between the age of six months and 12 months? For example, getting babies into the car when you need to go out or managing two crawling babies who happen to be crawling in two different directions. Um, What are your favorite tips for these types of things? I think at this age, the most important thing is probably really, really, really good baby proofing because you can't possibly be everywhere with every baby all at the same time. So I'm not just talking like little drawer latches, like might have been okay with one baby that you could kind of watch, but like have a whole safe room. So some moms have like um, a playpen with a few toys when they're younger, but by the time they get older and really mobile, a lot of times people have a whole room that's completely secure or a large gated area. So there's nothing they can get into and you can put the babies in there and let them crawl around and know that they're contained. something big enough that you can get in with them. It's also really useful while you're getting yourself ready to go to the car or to go anyplace else or to cook dinner to just know that you've got a safe zone. Um, in terms of getting back and forth to the car, you know, different people find different things that work. I think people use those infant car seats to carry their babies as long as they humanly can, even though they're really heavy because they're both contained and you can carry them at once. But when they get too big for that, which definitely happens, um, I don't know. I, I tended to put one baby in a sling on, on one hip and then, or, you know, anything that you could just pop them in and out of quickly and then carry the other one loose in the other arm, which works for two when you add a third kid into the mix. It's, it's all about like zone defense. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea about the sling. That's a great idea. Um, ladies, what have been some kind of life-saving management skills you have learned recently with your kiddos? How do you, how do you keep them from, from hurting themselves and getting where you need to go and stuff? Devin, what are you thinking? Um, I have a baby Ergo carrier and that s- helps so much. And I have two double strollers so with my toddler I can just put him in one and then the other one in the other side and wear one mm-hmm. um that really helps and just don't get stressed like yeah. that's that's the number one thing like and build in some extra time probably. yeah <laughs> yeah for sure how about you Amy yeah that's a big one baby wearing has saved my life I mean I baby wore with my first son but really I have my Tula I have my I had my wovens when they were littler but now the Tula is so much easier for the up and go um but yeah, so just always wearing at least one. Um, it's nice having my older son be able to, he can push a stroller sometimes too. So yeah, that's nice. <laughs> uh, if, if for some reason, you know, I need that little extra help. But baby wearing, I would say, Huge. is the hugest thing. Okay. Yeah. Jonna, what do you remember being the most challenging task with twins and what helped make it easier and more manageable? You know, there isn't just one thing that stands out for me. I think every stage brings its own challenging moment. And then just when you've got it all set with whatever that thing was, then there's a new thing. And I think that the most, the most helpful thing for me was reminding myself that everything is a stage and that we would get through it. And also not getting too full of myself when we did, because I knew that there'd be another stage around the corner <laughs> and there'd be something else to work out. But you know, you get through it, right? Whatever it is, everybody else, we're all struggling with our challenges and then we, we get through it. So we figure out how to get our, our crawling babies out to the car and then they start walking and we figure out how to get our walking babies out to the car. And then, I don't know, then the car seat touch situation changes and then the nursing, you know, whatever. It's, it's always something and you just have to kind of go with the flow and you'll get through it. How about you, Amy? What do you think has been the most challenging in the past couple months and how, what's, what's helped to make it easier? Um, probably, oh, I know the most challenging when they fall asleep in the car <laughs> and then you have to go somewhere and now you have to get, well, I have three kids. So now you have to get three kids unbuckled, wake them up, all of that. I think that's the most challenging is everyone kind of, 
you know, you have to do something for your older kid and then your, you know, your younger kids are sleeping or whatever. That's been my Are they biggest. still, are they still in infant carriers or are they? I never had an infant carrier for okay. them. So I always just wore them. Yeah. Um, but that, I think that's the biggest challenge is having, you know, even if you just have twins, two kids on maybe different two different sleep schedules or, or yeah, or one's awake and one, yeah. Exactly. That's. That's yeah. a really good point. Devin, how about you? Yeah, definitely juggling all three kids. Is <laughs> <laughs> it's a big deal. Yeah, what's what's helped the most, do you think? Um, getting them on the same schedule. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Was it easy to get your twins on the same schedule, would you say? No. No? <laughs> but you've seen no. the light now? Is yes. it better? Okay, yeah. and your kiddos are eight months old now? Yeah. Okay, so that, that that's a really good point, that even though it's challenging times in the beginning, Sunny, are you listening? <laughs> Even, you know, even those challenging times in the beginning, it does get easier and easier. And there is a good chance you're going to be able to put them on a similar schedule and stuff. When I found, I never tried to put them on a schedule, but they kind of fall into it too. Yeah. Even though one might wake up a little bit earlier, so now you're like, ah, but they kind of fell into it. So I don't know. That was nice. Very cool. Another thing I, sorry to go into that is um, letting your friends, if you have plans, know I'm going to be there at 12 ish, (laughs) not 12 or, you know, maybe closer to one. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Anyone with more than one child, you know, whether they're at the same age or not, it's it's helpful to build in that buffer zone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, John, what um, what about managing feeding times, Um, especially if babies are not tandem nursing? Do you have any tips for that? Say one's bottle feeding or and one's breastfeeding and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that having a safe place for for the other kids to be in so that you can relax a little bit is is really, really helpful. So, you know, if you've built that that safe zone that's big enough for you to, to go into, then you can sit on the floor and you can still interact with the non-nursing baby. Um, again, though, sometimes that prompts the non-nursing baby to want to come right over and and join the party twins sometimes do what we what we jokingly call jealous breastfeeding it's like they weren't actually particularly interested on their own but as soon as they see that it's happening they're like oh wait a minute no no I think I want some of that even though I just ate or I'm not actually hungry or I just I want to be part of of where I I think it's really I want to be part of where mommy is but um so you have to be prepared for that but (laughs) Everyone was laughing in the studio, by the way. They're like, "Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh. Jonna, the biggest question I get from moms of twins is how to breastfeed twins in public. Um, I would imagine putting two babies under a blanket would be a little chaotic, sometimes even just putting one under a blanket. Um, And I know you've described nursing in public initially um, as as creating like a circus. And so what what would you say your top five, I realize five is a big one, but what are your top five tips for nursing in public with multiples? All right, I'll see if I can come up with five. Let's see. Um, I would experiment with positions, so maybe a more upright position, like having the baby sit upright on each leg, because then you're not you're not needing pillows and you're not showing so much skin. Um, wearing clothes that are conducive to nursing in public, so whether that's a special nursing shirt or like those those nursing tank tops where you just flip down the little flaps, but the rest of you is still covered, so that you're not doing a whole production with your clothes simplifies things. Um, I think sometimes even babies that, that like to nurse together, sometimes out in public it's easier to nurse them one at a time. Maybe the other baby sits in the stroller with a toy. When they're young enough to be content sitting in the stroller, you can often like rock the stroller with, with your foot while the baby is waiting. I think that works better uh, if you've anticipated a nursing session so you touch them before they're really, really hungry and they may have a little more patience for that. But again, you know, they always want in on the action. So <laughs> worth a try. <laughs> I mean, otherwise, I think finding a, a quiet place to nurse so that 
babies will focus and I, you know, they get more efficient as they get older. So it tends not to be quite as much of a production as nursing little babies in public. Um, if you can find a quiet place, you also maybe have fewer onlookers, which helps not only keep the babies focused, but helps keep you sort of mellow. Um, and then I know a lot of moms that, that feed their babies in the back of their car before they go into someplace where they think it's going to be awkward or right when they get back to the car. I, you know, I don't, I don't want to say like, oh, you should always go first in your car because I, that's not really so comfortable most of the time. But sometimes you do what you need to do to make the outing as comfortable and mellow for everybody as possible. So, all right, you, you got five tips. Nice. Um, and and how does the introduction of solid foods impact nursing in public? Do you think that this makes it easier if one one can snack while the other one's nursing? I think. I think it definitely does. I think when, when your babies are comfortable eating solids, it can either be an option for satisfying hungry babies while you're out, you know, because they can have a snack and then they can hold out a little bit longer, or it gives them something to do while they wait, especially when they're interested in like picking up Cheerios and things like that, which takes, you know, a lot of focus at that age. And so mm-hmm. that can buy you some, some time and activity and patience. Um, you know, obviously solids don't take the place of breastfeeding. You don't want to skip a nursing session in favor of giving your kids some Cheerios at this age, but having a snack can definitely buy you some time and some flexibility, which can be really helpful. Awesome. Uh, ladies, do you, how do you nurse your kiddos in public? What's worked best for you and your babies? Amy, how about you? Um, we've done it every which way you can. Um, (laughs) we kind of just do it however it works best in that situation. I've, um, tandem nursed them. I've used, no cover. I've used a cover. The tank top thing works where you just wear the tank top, pull it up so you're not showing as much skin. Um, if I can tell that they're going to be really, you know, looking around and I'm going to sh- flash everybody, um, I'll usually feed one before. So one's in the car seat and then I feed the other one where they can still see me but not the other one so they don't get jealous. And then I switch so that he's in the car seat and then do that, and then we go wherever we have to go. Oh, cool. Or when we're leaving, I just do that. I put one in and kind of do that. Um, but yeah, I've, we've done it every which way you can do it. <laughs> and do you have a tip, and we'll get to you, Devin, too, but I, do you have a tip for um, a mom who is kind of anxious about nursing her twins in public? What might be the easiest way to kind of ease into it, I guess? Um, oh, gosh, I don't Would know. Did you say you just kind of jumped into it and was like, all right, we're going for it? Or did you take some steps to where you felt more comfortable? Well, I guess I realized I just got to do this because if they're going to need to eat, they got to eat. I did start... Um, when I would tandem using a cover and then I realized that you know they didn't like it so you know and then just the tank top I think is the best because you can show very limited amount of skin if you wear the tank top under absolutely okay cool how about you Devin um the first couple months we didn't really leave the house much just they were very um high needs babies so we didn't really need to nurse in public now um they're eating solids so I can nurse one like John said nurse one give the other one solid and then switch out if I need to but I have a cover also so okay yeah have you found that once solids were introduced that it was a you were able to kind of manage the whole feeding situation how does that work for you Amy um they're not really too into solids right now they'd much rather have the boobs so (laughs) that's why I kind of have to hide not hide where they can still see my face but not see the other one yeah that kind of works um or just then I have to tandem them. <laughs> Perfect. I know. So. And once you get used to it, too, I mean, you figure, all right, let's go. Yeah, we're just doing this. <laughs> Very cool. Jonna, do you have anything else you want to add? No, you know, I be brave. And I, I mean, I think that moms, I, I think we don't see nursing in public enough 
at all, and especially not a mom with more than one baby. And so, you know, you got to be that role model, right? Because the more we see it, the more people will become comfortable with it. And they'll see like, oh, okay, she's got her two babies and she's managing them. And when you do that, you're, you're being a mom and that's what you need to do. Absolutely. And Amy, the way you mentioned it too, like sometimes, or was it Amy or Jono, how it, it sometimes takes the kids down a notch too. And so yes. if, you know, if you feel like you've got some crazy babies going on, mm-hmm. put, you know, you put them on and I would imagine my, most people would be much happier to see a content babies nursing rather than two screaming kiddos not getting their needs met. So, um, yeah. well, terrific. Well, thank you so much, Jonna, for sharing this incredibly valuable information about breastfeeding twins age six to 12 months and to our panelists as well. Um, and for our Boob Group Club members, our conversation will continue after the end of this show as Jonna will discuss how breastfeeding continues to become even more manageable and enjoyable after these first 12 months. So something for you all to look forward to. So for more information about our Boob Group Club, please visit our website at theboobgroup.com. Hi, Boob Group. Autumn here from mytailoredfitness.com the fitness program that allows you to build your own custom workout video and get a great workout in the comfort of your home. Here are some ways you can exercise with your baby. Walking with your baby in the stroller is a great way for new moms to exercise. Being outside will lift your spirits and the fresh air is good for your baby too. When you push your stroller, be sure to keep your shoulders back and down and your arms relaxed. Your wrists should be neutral or in line with your arms. When you walk up a hill, keep the stroller close to your hips and your abs pulled in tight. Your stride should be long and your foot should strike heel to toe with each step. Once you have your doctor's clearance to begin exercise, start by walking around your neighborhood and try adding five to 10 minutes to your walk each week. This is the perfect way to ease back into exercise and begin rebuilding your strength. There are also lots of great strength exercises that you can do with your baby. Sign up for a free 30-day membership at mytailoredfitness.com and try out our Exercise with Your Baby video series. For more great info about caring for your little one, keep listening to The Boob Group. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to The Boob Group. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals, for expecting parents, and our show, Parent Savers, for moms and dads with newborns, infants, and toddlers. Coming up next week, we have... Somebody, I don't know who we have next week, so boop, just kidding. Okay, (laughs) thanks for listening to The Boob Group, your judgment-free breastfeeding resource. This has been a new Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of new Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care, and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free.
That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.